Good evening. Hello, hello. How are you guys doing out there? Coming at you with another YDBT Daily. That's right. YDBT Daily every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on this channel. It's going to be like that pretty much forever. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to change that schedule because it's kind of nice. Today, we got a lot to talk about. This is one of those episodes that you're going to want to sit down. There's going to be a lot of information coming through, specifically on another innovation that Lund Racing has come up with called the 6R Lide. I know it's a weird name, but when you look at it, it kind of looks like the name Glide, but it's a 6R80, like a Power Glide 6R80. Think about it that way, where we have now uh, unlocked the ability to have a two-speed, that's right, a two-speed 6R80 leaving in second gear with a 4R200 hub, going through the traps at 9,500 RPMs, and we were able to achieve a better ET than we did at World Cup in Florida. So all that bullshit that people are like, well, they're only going to run a number up in Maryland. Guess what? They ran it at the home track. By the way, Brenton Motorsports Park, shout out to Wade and the people there. The track prep was stupid. Excellent, excellent track prep on the drag radio lane. We'll talk about the 6R Lide mod, do you need it? Do you want it? The applications, what are the benefits? What we did to make it work, not specifics, we're not gonna give away specifics, but we'll talk about the methodology behind it and we'll show you some clips of it going down the track with that resetting the 6R80 record with a now two speed version of the power glide so if you didn't like the two speed and you thought that was crap well guess what now you got something else to hate on because now it's a two speed also the notch not only went tens it went 1074 at 129 miles an hour that is a serious small block Ford. Say what you will. If you grew up in the Fox Body era, a 1074 and a pump gas stick car, making that happen is seriously impressive. And we'll talk about it. I'm in the middle of editing video right now. I just have to film an outro and it'll be done. And I don't know when to release it. I'm wondering what's the best time to release it so it gets the best play because it has a lot of Lund Racing stuff in there and a couple of customer cars. But we'll talk about all that on today's episode of YDBT Daily, but not before Mr. Bill O'Reilly says hello to the people here. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! Right. Fucking thing sucks! It, it kind of does suck, you know what I am saying? That's right. So, we got Total Solution. Rami's out on Total Solution. Getting stuff done down there. We've been uh, modding a couple of trucks. He's got some Chevy stuff going on. He's got hooked up with good people. You guys got to check out Rami Zaidan, Two Auto Solutions, Puerto Rico. Racemotor, Racemotor.com. I'm wearing their shirt because, you know what? Got to support our Russian compatriots. <laughs> I'm kidding. Check them out, Racemotor on Instagram. DeanHapPorms.com. Again, mention YDBT at checkout. Or just mention it. We'll see if he gives you some kind of deal. I think there's still some stuff happening over there for your Christmas deals. PartsFarmPartsFarm.com. The Notch came from the Parts Farm. That notch will always be known as the Notch. The Parts Farm Notch. And that's the name. Conforms, conforms.com. Ultimate header. Ultimate header on Instagram. PMassing, James, the PMassing, Calmer Transmission, Calmer Transmission.com, Calmer Transmission on Instagram. Actually putting transmissions in and getting stuff done. He sent me a video, Calmer Transmission, another constant innovator 
in transmission stuff, especially in the MTD2 world, you're going to be excited for what he's got going on. Let's say hi to the people here. And we've got about an hour and a half. We're going to hang out, talk everything that's happening. We, we got Kellen Stocks, Cluster BM, Andy Ali, Nitrogen, Buyer Supplies, Darren Harper, Gray Mustang said hello. Jay Bush, 2000 FTR, Pacho, Junior Guards of the Black GT500. What's up, the Black GT500? Great Mustang, Jose Sanchez. Nayface 6 cut, no 956 cuz dropping a like, catch it later. Joshua Abdul Alabasi, Lex Luther driving trucks, Mendoza Coyote, Coyote Fury, Wesley Stewart, Michael Oreno, Euro Trips and Rides says good evening. Smoking Reflex, Diego Maki, Gallo Bravo, Ray Ray, Anthony, Freedom, Robo Stop, D Rock Fox, Pito Chiquito, Ignacio Ramirez, Ignacio Ramirez again, TJ Sikorsky, Pookie sliding on the ops says hello, hello. Mind if I 40, JD Swag, Dixon, Joe Jr., Brian 03 Cobra, Corey Seward. Braden Horton, ACFU grad, Corey Stewart again, Alfred, Alfredo Diaz a couple of times, Justin Garrison, Phil Fesco all the way. Oh, by the way, I got to mention Mr. Bondo Bird checking out, checking in, uh, saw me run that 10 and he gave me 10 bucks for 10 seconds. Dakota, Dakota's kid, 90, Dakota kid? I thought he meant Dakota's kid. That's funny. Uh, Walter Hoffman, 13 Pro Cal, Jose Garcia, John Lund in the house, Mr. 6R Light himself, Mr. 6R80 himself, Mr. World Record Setting. Uh, stock PCM guy. Look, thank you for being on. Appreciate you very much. Um, <laughs> Edwin Martinez a couple of times. Thunder Biscuit, Street Driven GT500, and all the usual suspects that come in here. DNA High Performance says, we take care of all YDBT supporters. Buy your parts from DNA High Performance. And I hope that you guys got a bump. I really appreciate the fact that you guys stick around. I love you guys. And the fact that you're one of the main sponsors of the channel, great. The beginning of the year, we're going to renegotiate everything. I'm going to see if I can have a nice clean slate and see who is willing. Did you see a bump? Did you see the channel support your company by mentioning you? Yes or no? And if so, what's that worth to you for the year? So I'm going to try to do some renegotiation. And if we have less sponsors, that's fine. But I want to do a nice clean slate every year. Okay, let's talk about it. On Facebook, John Lund Jr., Put up a post of what he calls the 6R Lied. And there we go. So there you have it, and let's read the caption on the video right here. Grey Goose resets its record yesterday at our home track at Bradenton Motorsports Park. Doing some new testing, 676 at 207, 442 uh, to the eighth. We put a 3.6 rear gear in it. We changed the transmission fluid and filter and got it to build some more boost so we can try a second gear leave with the same transmission from World Cup. And it works awesome. We call it 6R Lide. On four to five less PSI, we achieved a similar ET out the back by simply from being able to make use of power of the power curve at 9,500 RPMs. There are numbers to pick up in the front with some tweaks, but it's time to take the car down for a little bit, get some more weight out of it, stay tuned. So 
let's talk about it real quick. E4200 or E3R200, we launched in first gear. First gear, I believe, is 270 something, 274. 274, 154, 10. That would be the split. So if you're if you buy a 4R200 hub, install it on your 6R80 car, you effectively now have a 275 first, 154 second, and a 1.0 third. Same converter, same drive shaft, same all that stuff. So that means if you have, let's say, a 1,000 horsepower car and you were running eight 880s with a 6R80 and you had 315 gears in the back, if you install a 4R200 hub, you're probably going to have to put 355s or 370s or 373s in the back so everything works out. Now, when you're making 2,000 plus horsepower, and the car weighs 3,300 pounds, and it likes to zing way high in the RPM range. You got to take advantage of that. So now we, you could do. We basically made a power glide. Now power glides have a similar gear ratio, like a 160 or a 154 or a 150 something first, and a one to one second. Brian Luna went sixes with a power glide back in the day when he ran. He was the first stock computer to run sixes in his S550, the blue S550. He now put a turbo 400 in it, but Let's keep going. So the the trick would be the two-step, the trans brake, and building boost. We were leaving at about 10 or 11 PSI in quote-unquote first gear with a 4 200 when it was 275 on the first gear with a 3.0 rear gear in the 9-inch. So Senior installed a 3.6 gear in the 9-inch. Junior now launches the car in second gear with a 154 and now the car takes a it doesn't take any longer to build boost and now you can leave on 14 or 15 psi as opposed to 10 or 11 with a 275 first you can leave on 14 and up with a 154 so we're going to work on that we got to work on suspension stuff because it loads the car totally different with a 36 154 and 15 pound leave so interesting that we basically are, we still try different things with the 6R80 platform. And I thought, and I thought for a while, imagine if your, your platform, whether now Alec Bledsoe, kudos to him, is pushing the LT platform pretty hardcore. So I would put him in the mix of somebody that is innovating. So but someone like a Daniel Otway, who makes the billet planetary, the, the, uh, the, the billet forward shaft, the billet input shaft, the billet everything. <clears throat> you know, I don't think a lot of Camaro guys have someone like that specifically. So I think it's a real interesting idea to go ahead and do that. Now, we think this car can end up in the 430s, maybe with some weight knocked out of it and a 15 PSI leave. And we can cut if we can put a time slip together of a 10, a 430, or or better. This thing can probably go 660s because it went 676. Our record was 679. Now it went 676. I think three or four less mile an hour. What does that tell you? The car is insanely efficient in the front. So I think we have quote unquote more left to it. So, but we definitely got to knock the weight down. It's still a 3,300 plus pound car. And if we want to run places like TX2K, FL2K, and World Cup again, 
and eventually get knocked out of Street Fighter and into the world of serious drag cars. Things of Warriors vs. Tres Cuarto, Extreme 28s, and FL2K Street Class A Division. That's going to be requiring really Billy Badass stuff. <clears throat> now, the Grey Goose, I think, is great up to a point, but eventually you're going to be going up against cars where they build a chassis and drop a body on top with a firewall. And, you know, eventually, if Lund wants to play in that sandbox, well, we're going to have to party and do something like that, but probably not with the Grey Goose because I don't think the Grey Goose is going to be chopped up as to what it is. I think the Grey Goose is a wonderful test bed to test out all of your theories, right? The Grey Goose needed to get those suspension tweaks, needed to get lightened up, needed to get uh, those mods done, second gear leave, first gear leave, 3.0 gear, 3.6 gear, 6R stager, second gear, first gear, 275 on a 14-inch rim, 275 on a 13-inch rim. All that stuff needed to be vetted on that combo so that one day we can literally stick a 6R80 in a tube chassis car and really get after it. I'm saying low fours in the eighth and who knows what can happen in the quarter. Interesting stuff. Exciting stuff. And, you know, I got to give a shout out to people like FFRE, uh, Jacob Power by the Hour, and Blacklist. All the people that were involved with the main build of the car and Wonder Racing, who pretty much wired the whole car, did all of the electrical work on the car. Those people are just as responsible for the car performing as anyone else. But that FFRE motor, dude, that thing hit the limiter a couple times because the transmission, I think, is experiencing now a slight loss of pressure. And I don't know if it's cavitation. I don't know if it's a restriction, and I don't know if the fluid is flinging back so fast that it is temporarily sucking in air or not enough head pressure and relieving some of the pressure in the converter, the charge pressure, so that it can stay. Because when you hear the runs, it sounds like it's shifting, but what it's actually doing, it's launching, losing charge pressure, coming back, and then you know coupling again so people go, oh my god, it's a lockup converter. No, we actually did saw some stuff with... Uh, with a pressure drop and we're like, okay, now we need to really pay attention to this. But I think this does a great job of vetting what this combo is capable of. This car still weighs 3,300 pounds. If this combo was in a comparable notch, SN, uh, New Edge, bodied tube chassis car at 2,800 pounds, stop it. If all of this stuff can translate over into a real chassis, this thing is, is going to be serious. And it's going to be a 6R80. And guess what's going to happen? Because you're starting to see it now. The Coyote is literally being treated like its own thing. How much weight do you put on a Coyote car with twins? How much weight? Because now you're starting... Because we won Street Fighter Class Cool. But the problem is this. The 6R80, instead of being seen as a uh, detriment to performance, now it's being seen as, oh, you got a 6R80? We got to give you a weight penalty. Wait a minute. This is one transmission, one person doing this. It's not a universally faster transmission. There is no universally fast transmission at all so if one company one group of people are responsible for making a 6r80 really perform well 
You can't penalize them for that. There are, there are more controllers and aftermarket companies that deal with Turbo 400s. M&M, RPM, your mother, everyone and their, and their mother built a billet version, two-speed version, three-speed version, Cohen, Neil Chance, you name it. They support the shit out of the 400. Nobody gives that sucker any penalties, right? But now a cast 6R80 case with power by the hour internals, Blue Streak Performance stuff, Circle D off the shelf, off the shelf 252, and Lund Tuning is going to get penalized for that. We'll see what the sanctioning bodies and the people in the know, what they will do to potentially thwart the effort of the 6R80. Look, if 6R80 was such an advantage, why doesn't everybody run it? I would love to make that argument, right? So let's say, for instance, we go to World Cup and we go to Warriors versus Tres Cuarto and we're a 640 car all day, every day. And then people go, uh-uh, they got a 6R80. We need to penalize them. Excuse me? We have a Ford Racing Performance Computer? A Ford Performance Computer? We have a cast 6R80? Uh, and what? So it'll be interesting because how do you treat the following combo if you're a sanctioning body and trying to keep certain cars in a level playing field, a 302 Coyote, a Ford Racing Computer, a 6R80, and twin turbos. Are you going to make that car weigh 4,000 pounds? I can't wait to be, uh, what do you call it, um, weighed out of competition. And that tells you right there, if people are starting to treat the Coyote, a little 302 overhead cam Ford motor, cast... Um, uh, the, 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 the block, aluminum, Ford race, you know, OEM control systems. You're going to start treating those as an advantage? Then if that's the case, why doesn't everybody run a 6R80 with a Ford racing? I can't wait to see what the excuses and the copium that people are going to talk about when it comes to the 6R80, 6R Lide, and all at 4R200. So it's going to be a good time. Now, the notchback. There's, there's a couple of people out there that get up in my comments on YouTube. They go, that notch ain't going tens. That notch ain't shit. You, why you talk about that notch being tens? How the fuck do you... What makes you think that NA stick shift 1997 technology car is going to run a 10? Crazy. How can it run a 10? Impossible. Third rip. It runs a 1099. Next time it runs a 1075 and it finishes off at a 1074 at 129 miles an hour. Not 121, not 127, 129. Guys, pump gas, TKO 500, spec clutch, looks to be a 400 plus cubic inch small block forward on pump gas. Coyote guys must be confused. Wait a minute. It doesn't have a gutted Coyote with a CJ in it? I still have my headlights. I still have my interior. All of it. All the seats are still in it. It has Dynamat in it. It's got tailpipes all the way to the back. That's right. No gutting. It's already a light car. So you can build a 10-second car with 90s technology. So the next time you see your favorite NA asshole with a Coyote taking its headlights off, taking his bumper off, taking his doors off, taking his hood off, show him my video of the car running 10-7 pump gas stick shift. 
Guys, I can't wait to shove it up people. I'm going to go back. I'm, I'm, I am King Petty. I'm going to go back and see the people that were saying that this thing wasn't a 10 cent car. And I'm going to get up in them comments. Start erasing them now, buddy. Go back to the comments on all my videos saying that shit ain't going to run 10s. I'm going to be all up in them. Do I have in them guts? Do I have in them guts? I do have in them guts. That's going to be me. It's gonna be me getting up in them fucking guts when you were talking that shit that the notch wasn't gonna run tens. And hey, pendejo. And what's next? Nines with a 150 shot. And it's not only gonna go 9 9. It's gonna go probably a 70, probably a 60 based on the data that I see. I got some work to do. Got a real main seal leak. I need some suspension work. It needs better springs and better dampening in the back. Potentially a K-member, so hey, if someone wants to shout a brother out, get a K-member in there. It'll be interesting to see what this notch ends up doing with a 150 shot. And after it does a 9796 with a 150 shot, I'm sticking a C4 in it. And if this son of a bitch starts getting close to an 8-second pass, you damn skippy, I'm going to pill up, bring the timing down, and then we'll see if we can get an 899 out of this sucker with a C4. Going to be a good time. That car is exciting. So what do you think about the 6R Live? Do you think it's going to be an unfair advantage? Are people going to cry about it? Do you care? Again, unless you're making 2,000 horsepower, it's probably not for you. The 4R200, it has to be re-geared if you want to use it on your car at about 1,000 horsepower or so. But 99.9% .9 of you are fine with a 6-speed. Gino Todd says, what is better, ESS or Gen 5 Whipple? If you haven't listened to this channel enough to know that that is a weird question, how do you want your powered delivered? I'm sure people will cry about it. Matt Bonas says, hello, hello. Evergalaga says, factory cast block, heads, and transmission. Penalize that man. Sir, what is your combo? I got a Coyote. Uh-huh. Twin turbos. Mm-hmm. 6R80. Mm-hmm. And a Ford Racing Computer. You need to weigh 6,000 pounds to race this class. Ex excuse me, what? You're, I'm going up against Billet 2JZs with the Power Glide and Motec. Yep, but you got a Coyote with a 6R and a 4. Oh, does that have a 4 200 hook? Yep. Oh, oh, oh. Add 200 pounds. Crazy stuff. Uh, Fox getting it. So, if the 6R80 is penalized and the Turbo 400 is it, that means they admit the 6R80 is a better chance. That'd be funny. The notch may outrun by boosted Gen 2. How much faster do you think the notch could be on race gas? I think it could... Okay. <clears throat> if I optimize NA, C16, good suspension, because I'm running out of suspension. It's starting to wheel hop and doing crazy shit. And I can launch on a limiter, set up the two-step. I think the car can go 1050. If I, because it cut a 158 60 foot, the best it could do. And I was dumping the clutch, but not to the floor. Guys, please do yourselves a favor. Drive a carbureted car. A lot of you guys are young. A lot of you guys don't get it. Dakota had never driven a carbureted car, let alone a Fox body. I gave him the keys. I said, go drive it around, do your thing. Him and uh, uh, Brandon got in it. And he's like, this thing has instant power and instant reaction. And I kind of like the fact that the pedal is hard to push. Like you have to want to go watt to go watt. So when you're able to, I was able to maintain 4,000 RPMs on the launch because the carburetor is so easy to control with your foot. It's not drive by wire. I am not requesting torque. I am opening a blade. That's the difference.
So I was able to go 3,500 RPM, 4,000 RPMs, 4,500 RPMs, and finally the best time was reached with a 5,000 RPM leave clutch dump. Not floored, hold, and you do this at the same time. That carburetor, that Holly, I forget what series it is. I did no tuning to it. I bolted it on, dialed in idle air fuel mixture, and at wide open throttle, slammed at 12.3 all the way down the track. What a wonderful, wonderful carburetor. And that car can outrun modern vehicles with a lot of work. That piece of junk from 90s technology cannot run modern vehicles that have a lot of work. When I take that Fox out, now knowing what it runs, I'm looking for all that smoke. Hellcat, stock Hellcat, come get it. Stock, any any NA50 can get it from a roll too. That bitch trapped 130 almost. Y'all can get it. I don't give a fuck. Um... What's the future plans for the Blue Goose? You know, that's a great question. I'm going to be honest with you. It's going to sit. It's going to sit. Yes, Edwin Martinez. The notchback has stock A-arms, stock K-member. It's got some junk coilovers in the back. It needs a drag spring, airbag, and Vikings. And that car, I'm telling you, and it has a differential. It doesn't have a spool. It has a regular diff. So... If I'm able to optimize the rear suspension and get UPR or Team Z stuff in the front, C16, get back to the track, NA. Do you guys want me to see what I can do, NA? Because I think that's kind of a waste of time. I'd rather do the rear main seal, throw nitrous on it right away, and get down to the to the to the to the suspension end of things and then go back to the track. Or do you want me? To get the UPR or whatever K-member in there and A-arms, dial in the suspension, dial in the Vikings, and go back out there in a knowing that there is at 130 mile an hour trap speed, that there's much left in it. Now, the reason I don't want to do that is this, that TKO 500 does not like RPM. That TKO 500 is not a high RPM transmission. Over 6,200 RPMs, the clutch or the trans started saying, nah, I really don't want to go into gear. So I was shifting wherever the trans allowed me to shift. And that's between 5,800 and 6,200, depending on the gear. The 1.2 did not want to go in over 6,000 RPM. So it's like a 5,800 1.2 and a 6,200 2.3 and a 6,300 3.4. And it was fine. I raised the homie with a 351 notch and he sauced me up. My Hellcat on stock tire ran 10.7 would be a good race. Exactly. Not Alex, leave Hellcats alone. That's too easy. Just bully the 10 speed ducks. Wow, imagine some Team Z and UPR goodies. Be lavesh. All that Windsor torque putting in work. 3,500 RPM Bondo Bird. This thing cut a 1, a 3. I will, okay, I'll, I'll give you a sneak peek. I'm going to open up the editing software and I'll give you guys a sneak peek as to what I'm doing. And I'll show you some of the video. But I'm going to release the video um, sometime, again, I don't know, maybe to the members early, but typically Sunday is um, is better, right? Sunday night is better. So this is the notch launching. Um, and if the computer starts getting choppy, I apologize. It's running 15 programs at the same time. So it might, it might just uh, shit the bed. So let me see. Okay, display capture. Turn off the sponsor banner and display capture. And this is my editing software. It's called Wondershare. Film Aura. So this is the quickest. That's the quickest run 
of the week. This video is not great because uh, Jake took it with a Samsung phone and sent it to me on WhatsApp. But this right here is a 5,000 RPM lead. Now you're going to say, it spun. Guys, slicks like to spin up to a point. So once you understand how to launch a stick car with slicks, knowing what air pressure does to the car, this, even though it goes right a little bit, is actually a pretty good launch. Headphone users, beware. So 1074129.37. Now we're gonna go look at the angle I think uh, Brandon had. Uh, da, 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 da. I think this is Brandon's angle. No, because I went to the right. No, not that it either. Maybe this one. That was a 1075. So the notch, it's on its way. So I could do a couple of things. And, and you know, I could kind of leave it up to a vote because you guys, you know, you matter. Uh, you could say, nah, optimize NA or get nitrous in it, fix the rear main seal leak, and get after it, run nines with minimal work. Because that's the whole goal. This thing can go nine stick, and I don't have to touch the front K member. All I have to do for sure is tighten up the rear suspension. It does this crazy wheel hop if you hit it wrong, and I'm not looking to break the uh, front control arm, uh, the top, the, the torque boxes. The torque boxes are stock in this car. No reinforcements, understand that. So I'm trying to do all this with minimal work, but it was, it was actually really fun, and I wasn't really nostalgic, but I never was able to afford a Billy Badass notch when I was a kid. But I'm telling you, this car, if you understand old school hot rodding, stick slick stuff, because everyone's thinking, oh, not you got to put a drag radio and a slipper clutch. No, you don't. If you understand the slick game, you can actually get down shittier tracks if you understand how the car works. So we'll see what I do. Um, the Black GT500 says slicks need wheel speed. Almost a control spin the whole way down. Joe Jackson says my GN ran 1080, 131, and that's a turbo car. So that mile hour you notch has ET left in it for sure. Try suspension tweaks, and I bet it has a 1050 in it. My issue is this. In order for that car to be NA fast, I got to launch it off a two-step and be more aggressive with the front half. You understand? I can't back half that car into the 1050s. So it is more, again, now we're talking about price versus outcome how much quicker can i go na and what's it going to cost me so let's say i want to run 1050 in it k member tighten up the rear suspension torque box reinforce torque box reinforcements and the labor and maybe maybe an anti-roll bar so what does that cost complete front suspension oh front strut this thing has a stock it has a 9010 in the front so I can't adjust the strut, but it has a piece of junk Edelbrock spring in it. So let's say I get a strange single-way adjustable UPR stuff in the front, all the stuff in the back, 
torque box reinforcement, blah, blah, blah. You're probably looking at 1500 bucks, and the car will run a 1050. Or I can spend 1500 bucks in a nitrous kit, and it'll be a 9.7 car. You understand what I mean? You understand, like, the, the price versus outcome scenario? The whole goal with this car was to go 10-stick, did it easily, and 9-stick, it's going to do it easily. So once I go 9-stick, stick a C4 in it and see if we can go 8s. That, that, it would blow my mind. It would blow my mind if this fucking 351-based car with minimal shit that I bought from the parts farm ends up being a high 8-second car with a C4 in it. Coyote and Twitch Trouble the Notch. See, that's crazy talk. That's, that's, that's just such crazy talk. Why? It's so much cooler to go fast with old technology. Got the wife listening in the line and she agrees. Theo, Alex, come first. Good. Around the NA setup first and hurt some feelings. Th- see, the thing is, car life, there's no feelings to hurt. It's already a 10-7 car. So are you going to be wowed when it goes 10-5? I'm not going to be wowed if it goes 10-5. I'm going to go, eh. 10.5, two tenths, and it cost me 1500 bucks in suspension tweaks and potentially a clutch because I got to launch it off a two-step and see what happens. But what is the nice thing about the NA game? Consistent, repeatable, and the engine ain't going to blow up, but you're going to rag out suspension components more quickly. The 150 shot is safe enough. Bring it down to 26 degrees, run C16 in the fuel system, run C16 in the standalone uh, fuel system, dial in the nitrous, go back out there, run a 970, Launching at 3,500 RPMs because the nitrous is another 150 and another maybe 200 pound-feet of torque. I got to shift it at lower RPMs, and this thing's going to run out the back a 9.7 at 145. Come on. That's crazy. Do the torque boxes before. It's too late. I'll check what I have for my Fox. The notch would smoke the dud horse. That is a bad streetcar. Um... Alex, can you just explain the pros and cons between race gas and E85 and why someone would run one over the other? Sorry, not familiar with that stuff. Okay, so, in my opinion, E85 became popular because of its availability and the price. Let's be honest. Everyone before E85 was running Q16, C16, C10, or MS109 at 70 bucks for five gallons. Or 10 bucks a gallon. So people were like, fuck, fuck, you know, uh uh-uh. So E85 became super available because it is subsidized by the government, let's be honest. And it became available in every pump because for a while it was an alternative fuel people loved. And then all of a sudden it became bad. Like, I don't understand how ethanol was a good thing for the government. Then in the same breath, they, oh no, now it's a bad thing. Because we grow too much corn in it. It reflects sunlight. (coughs) Whatever. So... If you want to run the car... Now, there's cooling benefits to E85, S650, but NA, I'm going to be honest with you, there isn't that big of a difference between race gas and E85. Let's say I have an NA car, full bolt-on, right? CJ, throttle body, blah, 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 blah. E85. And let's say it makes 500 uh, wheel horsepower and 400 pound-feet of torque. I could probably make that on race gas. On C16, which is leaded, so you won't ruin some O2 sensors. MS109 or um, Sunoco 260GT or Q16, some kind of oxygenated fuel, race gas. But you're going to pay 17, 18 bucks a gallon or 12 bucks a gallon for race gas versus $2.50 
pump E85 that has over 105 octane. The reason E85 is popular is, in my opinion, availability and price. Most people would run race gas uh, if they didn't have E85. NA, no heat soaking. I get it, but there's no heat soaking with a uh, nitrous kit. Bring it down to 26 degrees. What is the timing now, Alex? 30. 30. So I'd bring it down. But the thing is, I don't need to bring it down 6 degrees if I'm running race gas. I'd have to check the plugs, though. Get it on the dyno. Go watt. 26 degrees locked. See what a 150 shot does on C16. All the fuel. Tank and standalone system. C16. I'm not one of these guys that runs pump gas. And then C16 has that. Fuck it. C16 for everything. Just for safety. Um, I seen a post yesterday of a Demon 178 stock at Bradenton. Can't believe they were able to achieve it with a factory. Did it in perfect conditions. We were there. Yesterday, this is what happened at the track. Senior ran a personal best in his gray goose. Cletus ran a six finally in that notch. Sorry if I spoiled it for y'all. But he finally ran a six in that notch with the coyote in it. The Demon ran a good number, and I ran a 10-7 all in the same day. That was pretty cool. It was a pretty cool day. It was, a, it was a pretty packed. It was cold. Uh, it was good. Are you impressed with Boosted Lucky's 4,400-pound car going 8-1 and knocking to the door 7s? Not impressed. That's what it should go. You understand? That's what it should go for at like 14 or 1,500 horsepower. Impressed would be if the car went 7-7. Seven, seven. I'd say, holy shit, that's badass. But Bailey's performance has been 7s with a demon. So, what are you going to say? And you said 4,400 Hellcat, but it's pretty fucking built. I think it has a Whipple, all that stuff. Valley Fool's going to go to the toilet, have a bunch of corn, too, from the Elote. It's shit. E85 is always under $3 here versus 7 to $10 a gallon for 110 race guys. Good shit. She heard the comment being read and about died laughing. She's a good sport. I had her watching videos since the yellow days. You're having more fun with this car as I as I expected and can't wait for the spray from where it comes. E85 smells better. I don't know. C16 smells pretty freaking great. S650 Dud Horse says, gotcha. And you can't find race fuel at a gas station, right? Some. Some Sunoco gas stations have Sunoco 260 GT, which is 100 octane race gas. And that's what I put in the ZR1. The ZR1 lives on Sunoco 260. If I'm in a pinch, I'll put, I'll put some pump gas in it. Keep the timing at 21. Bitch will be happy, but it stinks. Fucking pump gas stinks. Sunoco 260, it's a little oxygenated. It's a little happier. Uh, Alex, what needs to be done to put E85 in the notch? I need a different carburetor, and I need, need a different fuel system. Understand, guys, this is what's going to blow your mind. The car has a holly blue. <laughs> I'm going to look it up. Hold on, I need some coffee. Let me get some coffee in my shit. The fuel system in the notch is probably $300. The Holly Blue fuel pump. Guys, this is the best thing about 90s technology. This car is running on ancient dinosaur shit. This is all I need. All I need is about 7 to 9 PSI at the carburetor and this holly blue will give me more it gave a car that went 10 7 at 130 enough fuel so i already have a second holly blue in the car in the in the trunk because it had a nitrous system before remember guys 
I can gut this car, and I haven't gutted this car. I haven't taken the seats out. I haven't done anything. I wanted to prove a point because the moment I saw it made 460 rubber horsepower, I said to the part farm, give me that. That is a nice car to put on the channel to show the young guys that the old stuff, if built properly, can rate the shit out of the new stuff. VAR was taxing like a motherfucker, uh, 14 a gallon for 260 GT. Any benefits to oxygenated fuel over E85? Um, believe it or not, some sanctioning bodies, depending on the race program, they don't want you to have an oxygenated fuel and they want you to have no nitro or alcohol. But again, that that's like super tight class racing. If you're just a guy out there fucking around, you can make as much power with an oxygenated petroleum-based fuel than you can on E85. Guys, what do you think like these um, Billy Badass Lambos run on? When you see a Lambo go down the track or a Billy Badass Viper, 2,500 plus horsepower Vipers, do you know how much fuel system you need? Think about it. Again, think about it. We're talking fuel density. So if you are a Lambo owner and you want to make 2,000 horsepower, you're going to have to come to a, a decision. Do I put a mechanical fuel pump in this thing? Or is a aftermarket brushless pump enough? And do you run the risk of running out of fuel with that aftermarket brushless pump if it just doesn't have enough? Right? So the Billy Badass stuff and we... Lund Racing have a mechanical fuel pump in the Grey Goose. A quadruple hat isn't going to cut it. You're just going to run to an electrical problem, the electrical draw. It's going to be an issue. So these big boys prefer a denser fuel, but it has a ton of octane, a shit ton of octane. So that octane, you're going to make power with it. Oxygenate. So when you see a Lambo do a roll race and you see black smoke coming out of the exhaust, you're going to be like, that's definitely not E85, right? It's not E85. But a race car, like a drag car, that has M1 has a mechanical fuel pump. So it all depends on the fuel system needs, on the power needs for the application. So a lot of people that have Billy Badass, like a R8, Lambo, or Viper, they're going to run like a Q16 type stuff. Did Klee come over to the Lund Cam and ask you guys why is there so many sad sensors? No, he did come over and say, why did it take so long? He's like, why did it take so long for us to run sixes? And I, under my breath, said, the turbo kit. It's the turbo kit. If you have a lot of back pressure issues, you're going to have trouble making power. It went 6.9, but the mile an hour, I don't think, touched 200. And if it did, it touched low 200. Whereas Lund Racing was going 204, 205, 206 at 3,300 pounds. Their car probably weighs 20-something hundred. Again, I'm not knocking them. I am happy that they went sixes in a Coyote, showing them the light. But if they had a better, less restrictive turbo kit and an FFRE motor in the thing, nothing against TKM, but you, I'm sorry. There are two Billy Badass Coyotes out there, Brett's and Seniors. And, oh, no, I'm sorry. There's a couple of grudge guys that keep shit quiet. You know, they, they got Billy Badass stuff. And there's, like, a TKM, like, looking galaxy out there that's Billy Badass. I'm talking wet deck. I'm talking we have a radiator. We can drive on the street. We can do drag and drive. I'm thinking if they got with them and they had maybe senior design the kit and have Ty make it, I think they would have a 
seriously deadly car that, listen to me, can rival the Monte Carlo. That's right. Listen up. The notchback with a Billy Badass Coyote, a properly specced out turbo kit, and a turbo 400, that El Camino will be the second fastest car in your fleet. And then you're going to have to come to a decision. Which one do you put the most money on? Right? This one's got an SMX, Billy Badass stuff, but now you've come to the point where it either runs a 640 or a 630 or it blows the tires off. And the notch just keeps running the number. Cool, cool stuff. I'm hoping that Garrett and them guys, by the way, going to Bradenton, that track won't be open in five years. No way. The construction is one mile away. The, it's right there. It's right there. They are literally knocking on the door to the track. So wait until World Series of Pro Mod and wait till the top fuel cars come up and wait until people start going, wait, is that what I paid $500,000 for? And he knows it. I think he released a video saying, I have plan B and he's a smart kid and he's got smart people behind him. Hopefully they already bought something down the road to build because that track's not going to be open in the next five years. Um, Joel Steele has used TKM, so I would put them up there still. Okay, I know what I know. I'm talking wet deck, Jared Wells. Has a radiator. You understand? Those cars mostly run M1 and have no water. We are talking about cars that can do a drag and drive. Nothing against TKM. I'm talking about wet deck coyotes. The notch, proof that weight affects performance. The notch is right around 3,000 minus... Uh, plus or minus 100, right? So imagine, let's say they keep going and that, let's say Ty is told, hey man, let's redo this turbo kit. Bigger turbos aren't going to work. The hot side has to be reconfigured. The AR, this and that. We have to bring back pressure down. That's the key. Bring back pressure down. Because if you bring back pressure down, the motor is happier and it can flow more air and it's just a happy. Okay, cool. And then all of a sudden, boom, it runs an 80. Boom, it runs a 60. Boom, it runs a 40. And you're going to go, oh, uh, deal derp. We're going to have to reconfigure something stuff around here because that little TKM 302 Coyote is going quicker than the 500-something cubic inch SMX. And before you say, put the SMX in the notch, shut up. Yep, BMP will not be there long. I'm telling you, bro, it is... I love... Look, I'm not a fan of that whole area. Bunch of meth addicts. But apparently everybody from Ohio, California, Michigan, all moved there. There. And the development is egregious. It is actually grossly big. It actually looks like ants building houses everywhere it's weird looking so he's gonna have to move out of there because he's like i can't he has a successful business so he's young he's not even 30 yet so that means he's gonna have to eventually he wants that business to thrive and be badass and attract people look top fuel is coming 
top fuel is coming. So, do you think the people like to hear top fuel cars running till 10 at night? I don't know. Sorry, as an LS guy, the Coyote's going faster. Gotta go Coyote. I'm a deadhead LS guy, but the Coyote is more impressive. Bitch, I always knew you had the notch. You knew the, 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 I always knew the notch would go 10s. Never doubt it. Breaks my heart. Been racing there for 40 years. No, no, no. It's not going to close. It'll be open down the road. Meaning, okay. And he mentioned it in his video. My land value now has quadrupled. BMP's land value now, let's say, let's put a stupid number out there. Let's say before the houses were being built, the land was worth 2 million bucks. If a developer now has access to 60, 70, 80, 100, 200 more acres, how much do you think that land is worth now? Knowing that there's developments coming, coming uh, west. East, sorry, east. So he's going to say, well, I'll sell this land for quadruple what I, what I paid for it. And I'm going to buy 100 acres near zoned in an area where you literally can't complain about noise, like airports or industrial zones. And I'm going to build a track there. And it'd be smart if him and Victor got together and said, hey, Let's keep this franchise going because it is basically a franchise. They're kind of married to each other at this point. So let's get together. And you can even crowdfund if you want to go crazy. Do you know how many cycle diddly? They bought dirt. You don't think the fans will kick in and they can come up with a couple million bucks? Absolutely they can. So if the land is worth good money, they don't owe a lot on it. The developers can get them out of there. Developers get the land they want. They can go buy a, lot, a huge lot somewhere that is zoned so that they will never have issues or at least 30 years of operation without having issues. That should be their next step. And I think they're already working on stuff like that. They're not stupid. Yeah, too many people suck off that lucky dude. He's a nice dude and Hellcats are great, but they're simply too heavy. Also, how the fuck is that guy going to hook on the highway making all that heavy torque? It's not. He's got to do 80 rolls. Anyone know how much FFRE Stage 2 Coyote cost? Not, a, not sure. But look, you got to understand. If you're going to start playing with the big boys, engines are going to start costing 25 to 30,000 bucks. Would someone want to lock out the cam? Why would someone want to lock out the cams on 850? Oh, VCT works at 9,500 RPM. I repeat, we went out the back at 9,500 RPMs yesterday, and VCT was happy as shit. I believe Cletus saw the light with the F 150. He's switching to a Whipple, just like. You said, you know, sometimes it hurts me how right I am, but he has to go through the growing pains. I think what's going to happen is this then. Okay. This is what's going to happen. He's going to lose fans because they're those cousin fucking rednecks that think a Chevy 350 with double hump heads and the three-quarter cam is the baddest shit on the planet. And he's going to go, hey, look, I got a F-150 that runs nines with a Whipple. Hey, I got a Coyote, and it's going to be the quickest car in the fleet pretty soon. And people are going to go, wait a minute. You're putting Ford stuff on the channel? And he's like, yeah, but it's running enough. No, 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 no. I didn't come over here looking for Ford gay shit. I came here to look for Chevy gay shit. And you've changed. 
It used to be real to me, damn it. <laughs> How dare you put a coyote in there? Don't you know there's four cams in that? So he's going to have to... I don't think he cares. I don't, he's do whatever. But the fans are going to be like Bob bugging him at dinner. Hey, I used to watch you till you turned Ford gay. Can't believe you went forward all of a sudden. You used to... What happened to you, man? He's like, dude, I was... I used to be in school for law. Did you think I grew up as a redneck dickhead? <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> did you happen to weigh the notch? No, they did not have the scales open. Jesus Christ. 100 homes per acre. Imagine having all those homes and still having no sense of community. Drop it a like. Catch people later. Kelly Am says, I'm the only person who hates junior dragsters, especially at Test and Tunes. <sighs> Probably. I don't mind junior dragsters, but this is my issue with junior dragsters. Why would you set your child up to be a redneck fuckface? Baseball, soccer, football, tennis, like anything. Junior dragsters? So now you are purposely making your kid live a redneck lifestyle. Tell me what kind of sense of team building do you have with a junior dragster. It's your dad. So your dad is basically making you do shit he couldn't do. That's fine. And if the kid enjoys it, cool. Also let him play soft about baseball, football, basketball, soccer, all that shit. Please. Because every single guy you see at the starting line of a racetrack is fat and has a black hoodie. Right? Do you want your son to grow up to be a fat, black, hoodie-wearing son of a bitch? With his pants, can't even go around his waist because his ass is so flat? You want him to have no muscle tone at all? I've never seen many jack drag guys. You go to an event, you don't see many jack motherfuckers. You see a lot of fat, black, hoodie-wearing motherfuckers. So, do me a favor. Sure, get him into junior drag shirts, but also let him play football, baseball, and basketball. Just because you didn't doesn't mean he can't. Oh, my Lord. Or the motorcycles. They're going to be broke for the rest of their lives. Pickleball. He's tired of blowing head gaskets. <laughs> Nobody bangs my sister in the Ford but me. Damn it. No, no. Alex, Cletus fans are sloppy 5'3 burnout guys. LS has nothing with coyotes now. Ford is controlling, and you cannot argue this. The argument is over. Hell, how many of you saw my car just run 10-7 and start to go, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> A pump gas small block board went 10-7 stick? Yep. Nothing crazy. Nothing exotic. It's got Ford racing heads. It, it looks to be a 427 crate motor from Ford that someone just paid money and threw it in the car. That's what it looks like to me. It looks like nothing special. To so all these Chevy guys, all these 427, 454, da 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 This is a regular mild 400 plus cubic inch 351 stick running 10.7s. So LS, small block Chevy guys, got to look at that car and go, I'm sorry, it's fast. 10.7s is fast NA. Sorry. Damn, Alex. All the parts, brands, offer is black Hoodies, the Coyote is badass no matter how people play. Um, I'm learning Gen 1 tuning. Still not concentrating hard enough because of the Coyote and tuning. Dude, James Williams, 
I'm going to tell you something that I'm, you're probably going to be dismayed about. No matter, listen up, please. Anyone that wants to get into coyote tuning, you're going to hit a wall. Anybody that is learning coyote tuning with commercially available software, HP tuners, SET, da 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 da, you're only seeing half the story. You have to know somebody at Ford. You have to know an engineer. You have to know someone that has special shit, special software, stuff that you can't get. Now, do you got to do some dirty shit to get some of that stuff? I'm sure. I haven't had to, but I knew who's willing to. I want to work for somebody that is willing to go in the dirt to make the product better, right? So as much as you learn, James Williams, if you're learning with HP tuners, half the story. SET, half the story. And there's some stuff on SET that isn't on HP tuners. And there's some stuff on HP tuners that isn't on SET. And then the naming structure is fucked up. So you need the roadmap, the definitions. You need a lot of stuff. So if you think I'm just going to open up a, a laptop and go, I'm going to learn this Coyote tuning. I love you. But that's not the way to do it. And no tuning school is going to help you. You know what's funny? Imagine if Lund not opened a tuning school but offered classes and base files. Because look, the people that have Lund base files probably can't, un they can't even open the stuff that they can't see. Oh, I got a, I got a Lund Racing base file from 2016. Okay, so you open it in your commercially available software. You flash your car with it, and you're like, yeah, Lund file. But what makes it a Lund file? Do you think what you see makes it a Lund file? Do you think we nudge around what Ford already put there? I heard a tuner say that. All you guys do is nudge around what Ford put there. Excuse me? Guess he doesn't know what user-defined stuff is. Don't you, don't you holly guys nudge around? Don't you have a drop-down menu? LS, Ford, firing order, injector data, populate some tables, tweak away. Oh, that sounds simple? That sounds oversimplified? Just like you saying, we nudge around what Ford has in there already. That's how stupid you sound. As stupid as me saying, you work with Holly's uh, base tables that they have set up is the same as you saying you guys nudge around what Ford already has indexed. If you have never done it, callate. Callate la boca. Shh, callate. You haven't done it. Shut up, please. It's just spark and fuel. They don't count labor in their builds. Parts might be cheap, but your life is replacing the same broke shit a hundred times calling it fun. Anyone that says LSC cheaper and the name Edgar built a 427 out of 200 of two, 200,000 mile Tahoe block. Real LS building is expensive as fuck. I trouble LS, nickel and dime you to death. Bottom ends, block, parts, nickel and diming, by the way. S650 Dud Horse. Alex, you think the Coyote's overrated at all? What are you talking about? Stop out of here. Stop. Just stop. Just stop. Just stop. Not a regular 351. Not a regular 351. Not at all. 15 pounds of boost at a bone stock Coyote. 50 pounds of boost on a stock LS. No heads, cams, blowjobs, or reach arounds. See which one goes nine first. Eights. Kelly. 
eight. This, okay, remember we were talking Illuminator the other day? Remember we were talking Illuminator? I'm going to do it again. I'm going to go to Wondershare for more. I'm going to open it again. So you can open a parts catalog right now and open up. And if you have a decently, uh, um, you know, a good uh, limit on your credit card, you can build an eight second card today. This is an eight second combo. Remember when we talked about Illuminators? I said an Illuminator, a Gen 3R, a fuel system, and a 4R200 will go eights. Well, guess who was at the track? Customer of ours named Brian Collier. So Mr. Collier has that exact same setup. Mr. Collier has a 14 GT VMP Gen 3R Ford Racing Illuminator fuel system Lund tuning. So he's been eights before, so I just want to make sure that show you guys this combo runs eights. TVS 4 200 S197. Seventy-one at one fifty-six. I repeat, Ford Racing Illuminator, twelve to uh, eleven to one compression because it's a Gen One. This is a four or five-year-old motor in there. VMP Gen Three R Kenny Bell one sixty-eight has a one hundred fifty or one hundred forty-eight millimeter cold air E eighty-five ID thirteen hundreds three seventy-threes four R two hundred hub, getting it done. So. Guys, it's cookie cutter. It's cookie cutter at this point. So we talked about Illuminator before, and I thought I would show you that because we were talking about it last week. We were like, yeah, Illuminator, Illuminator. Why do you need like, why are you guys sweating built motor stuff when 99% of you, all you need is a Ford Racing Illuminator? On the Gen 2 Coyote Autocar is the Cam Lop Idle Tune Daily Drivable. You can daily drive on it. I wouldn't. Because it is not meant to be daily driven on. It is meant for you to go to Cars and Coffee and choppity chop, and you park it. Because a lot of people want to choppity chop daily. And I go, you really hate, guys, my GT500 chops. My Fox body chops. The Corvette doesn't. And it's the best driving car I got. The Corvette drives wonderful. La 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 boom. Fox body blah 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 You don't need to chop if you like the car being driven every day. We all know that other tuners would come to Lund Tuning School just a few beeps and boops, no big deal. The only problem with my coyote is that I would never tune anyone's coyote other than my own, says Alaberga Tuning. I'd love to PCM Tech. PCM Tech has access to all the stuff, but this is the problem, PCM Tech. Who's going to tune your car? So let's say you have SCT, PCM Tech, and HP Tuners, and they all have all the shit. Let's say all of them have all the shit. Where do you start? Where do you start? You still need to know what, what does. You need a base file built for you. Unless you have all the access to all the shit put about 80 files together in a car try them tweak try them tweak try them tweak 80 times and that is your base file 
Are you willing to do that? For every different platform, auto, manual, E85, fuel system, all the blowers, all the turbos, built motors, low compression, high compression, different cam angles. Good luck. Vaya con Dios. <clears throat> Might as well call it the uh, Baconator with all that weight on the nose. It looks so effortless. Exactly. Hi, Alex. Much respect for you. If you had a Gen 3 9 to 5 to 1 Illuminator, I would sell it. Buy, see you later. I would sell it. I would sell it. Spumoni guitar, I would sell it. 9 to 5 to 1 Illuminate? You need to have 25 pounds of boost for that thing to feel decent. That, that's the worst setup. And you will have a bunch of heat, especially with a Predator blower. That is a tip. Whoever specced that out. Listen up, Spumoni. 9 to 5 illuminator with a Predator blower. On 93, that is the absolute worst setup I've, I can ever spec out. Why? For it to make 650 rear wheel horsepower, you need 14 to 15 PSI. And then what happens when you whip a blower up that high? IATs go up. They go up. So now you need to keep the air charge temps at a marginal rate. And that means crazy cooling or meth. What are we doing? If you had a 12 to 1 illuminator and 10 PSI, it would make 650 on pump gas and IATs would not be an issue. Unreal. That is, whoever specced that out did a terrible job. Um, I used VCT to smooth out the idle with my big cams. Smooth idle tune. Yeah, uh, yeah, you have VCT control in your AEM, don't you? Um, I would, I would go to John Lantuni School to perfect this torque table calibration. <laughs> you can't look it up, bro. S650 at Dead Horse. 2013 GT with the Paxton 2200 is a 3.6. Okay, 2013 GT with the Paxton 2200 is a 3.6 recommended on 93. Yeah, that should be fine. It's about 10, 11 PSI at most, and it'll be happy. Just a question. Why you gatekeeping? What are you talking about? What the fuck is S650 Dellhorn? I mean, like, what are they made out of? What, are, what is what made out of? What the fuck is he talking about? What are the point of diamond pistons? Jesus Christ. Stop, S650. Like, you're asking really silly questions. It's not a gatekeeping question. Why do you care what it's made out of? Do you think because they're called diamond pistons that they're made out of diamonds? <laughs> like, like is, is that what you're getting at? It's forged aluminum stuff. Billet shit. It's not it's not anything super special except that they cut the pistons a certain way. Why do you need to know what they're made out of? What is weird? It's a weird question. By the way, Ford decided, check this out. This is great for uh, Instagram. Ford performance is pushing. Like laughable. Pushing. Uh let me see. Uh, Ford performance. They are pushing their stupid um iron hello accounts let's go to accounts for performance on oh, no, a for performance racing school no for performance oh my god the internet's super fucking slow when i'm online when i'm when i'm when i'm live streaming <sighs> fuck me here you go here's the post post it today uh in pri so i guess pri is happening who the fuck knew what what what, what an event that doesn't matter At, uh for performance now available the Ford Performance Parts Coyote Cast Iron Race Block. Really? We just went 676 with a Cast Predator Block. Aluminum. Designed for extra strength and max effort and boosted Coyote. See it in person. Why? 
Why? What the hell are we going to get out of this? Now, if you have, let's say you broke your motor and you don't want to send a, a, a new block out to get sleeved and you're going to stay under 1500 horse, sure, vaya con Dios, here you go. And you don't care about weight, sure, here you go. Or you can do what every motherfucker does and get a stock predator block sleeved and live or have the ability to live well above 2,000 horsepower in terms of the block. This is just tone deaf from Ford. And this is how you know that Ford doesn't pay attention to the aftermarket. Ford has no idea what's happening in the aftermarket. If you were to go up to a Ford guy that had anything to do with that motor or the block being cast, iron block, who the fuck wants an uh, 80, 80 more? Okay, maybe you want 80 more pounds on the nose. Okay, let's say this. Okay, this is, this is a place it could happen. If they gave you a weight break because you have an iron block, I would understand that. Oh, you got an iron block? Yeah, I got an iron coyote. Iron coyote? Well, the way they're treating coyotes now is they're made out of adamantium or something. So they're like, well, so it's heavier, but it's still a coyote. I, I don't think we're going to give you a weight break. But if you want to be under 1,500 horse and you don't want to sleeve your shit, I guess... But what fucking year is it? Imagine you tell the guy who designed or put out the call to make a iron block coyote. You tell him, Brett, other grudge guys, and Lund Racing all have gone 440 into eighth, sixes, over 200 with a factory sleeve, meaning factory predator block with a sleeve job and firing, cast stuff. They'd go, bullshit. I'd go, you need to get out of the office, sir, and get some fresh air. Because whatever the fuck you're sniffing in here is really skewing your judgment. Saw it today, thought of this show, and laughed. Cast Iron Coyote, let's make it heavy and gay. Iron Coyote, welcome to 1988. Made from melted down lawnmowers and Washington machines. But the Terminator was iron. Talking about cookie cutter setups. Aldo kit, 20 PSI, Calmer Shade Street, Mantic Clutch, Steeda Suspension, 3900 Driver, Willigo 8s on a bias ply tire. Stick? No. No. Nope. 3900 pounds? Carters? No. This is a 970, 960 setup at like 160 miles an hour. You need to front half the ever living shit out of this car. It needs to cut a low 1 3. A low 1331 or a 129 60 foot with an IRS, a Mantic clutch, a Ben Calmer at 3,900 pounds? That's like a 96, 160 mile an hour setup. You need to make 11 or 1,200. So that means you need a Billy badass motor. Like it needs to be robust as shit to, to take the abuse you're going to give it and Boy, you need the 60 foot in the low one threes. I would, if I were you, Carters, I'd work on the 60 foot and nothing else for now. Don't even worry about the back half. Get work on the front half. Launch the car a bunch of times. Go to many rentals, buy 15 mantic clutches, a couple of drive shafts, and about six or seven different diffs because you're going to go through them. Oh, and axles and boots and outer bearings. That is trouble. I love you. I'm trying to save you a bunch of time and money. That's an eight-second setup with an auto all day. Not with a stick. Lo love you. Not with a stick. 
called Iron Block the Baconator. I'm over here wishing that someone made an aluminum 302, 351 block and Ford is out there making Iron Coyotes. Guys, how many other channels at this level are showing you what a Ford can do? A small block Ford. I know 5.0 Tustin is doing stuff, but I, I'm, I'm a little different, right? I, I have a lot of Coyote experience, some 5.8, 5.4 stuff. Ford stuff. I'm a Ford guy. And the zero one is a toy. I'm telling you, if I start running really silly numbers with this 351, that's like a great deal. Like, I would buy another one from Ford. I'd be like, let me just get another one and just stick it in the car and just keep doing dumb shit. And if I end up going eights with a C4, literally building it as if it was built in 1997, people are going to start scratching their head. People are going to go, wait a minute. Do I get a Coyote with an Aldo kit? With a ben Ka- with, with a built 10R80, which is like 8000 bucks, drive shaft, da, 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 da. Or do I just buy a notch, a small block Ford, a C4, and a 250 shot? Oh, my Lord. This is going to be weird. How did the caddy daddy toe? I have never seen a purchase, a, a purpose purchase do so well three hours up my ass is getting massaged my back is warm the car is towing straight it has lane assist it stays in the center of the lane it has air ride so it self levels all the time and i didn't even notice that motherfucker was back there i'm telling you that cadillac is a perfect towing machine at that level it is not a badass towing machine for a big badass trailer that has a bunch of tools and dumb shit but for an open car trailer, weekend warrior like me, it is the luxury, the towing capacity, the power, the amenities, the sound system, everything worked. And, and I realized about an hour and a half into the trip, this is what this truck was made for. Chevy has the game on lock for a medium capacity tow vehicle that has all the luxury, all the amenities, plenty of power, and it'll get you anywhere. And they got like 14 and a half to 15 miles a gallon average. So nothing wrong with that. 960, 970, 165. Jesus, yeah, the back half will be sick. Alex, is your GT500 motor O-ringed? No, sir. Ter- <laughs> I'll mention that name here. Spray that fox. Like to see you break the 10 support torque boxes. I would. I've had three notches. You got it. Nice show. Thank you. Charles Gale. So this is the plan with the, the notch. Torque box reinforcement, rear suspension. It needs that now. It, it did this weird, crazy thing that I didn't get on video, and it looked like the rear end was going to fall out of it. It went, boom, because I launched low. The tire pressure was low. It dead hooked, and the torque carried it through, and it hopped. I went, whoa, 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 whoa. Get back, air up the tires, get some wheel spin, get out. So I think I can cut a high 1.4 if I... But I am not willing to do that with the current suspension setup. I thought Ford Performance made a 351W block, uh, Windsor block. I'm not sure. The Fox would be cool with the old school Vortec. No, I'm not changing the cam for that. You need to change the cam for that. No, thank you. I don't know shit about carbureted cars. I just think Corvette, when you say C4. No, C4, like a Mighty Might C4. Oh, my Lord. Mighty Might C4. Trans. That is like old school dynamic racing transmissions you want to talk about old all the old guys are like holy shit he knows about mighty might that's right 
3490 bucks. Get my ass a Mighty Might 2. Mighty Might C4 transmission is the original invention of Harold Miller at Dynamic Range Transmission. Blah, 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 blah. M2, it's a car, blah, 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 blah. fully rollerized planetary, six clutch direct drum power pack, light and drive shell, deep finned aluminum pan, your choice of bracket brake, pro brake, or forward pattern brake. So I trans brake, I'd have a reverse va a manual valve body, PRN321, forward, uh, forward pattern, or a reverse pattern. Transmission, da 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 da, da unusable. So, guys, a 3400, okay, the, the 220. A 220 gear set upgrade? I don't even know what the fuck that is. Rem treatment? Sure. Trans brake. Oh, okay, okay. Trans brake type. Bracket pro. Pro brake. What, what's the baddest bitch? Forward pattern pro brake. Yeah, I want to hit the shifter forward, not backwards. I'm blown away where people actually like set up transmissions to shift backwards. Like you shift down and it upshifts. I'm like, no, no, no. You shift up. Click, click, up, and it's good. So this is going to go in the car after I run my nine stick. A similar transmission that you would have gotten back in fucking 1990-something. And see what would have uh, go to B&M converter. <laughs> Could you imagine if I call B&M for a converter and a period-correct shifter? It's going to be hilarious. And you're going to be mad if that thing goes 890s with a 250 shot. I'd like a small block forward C4 setup for my 03 body in white. I remember hearing aluminum heads made it to iron blocks is not ideal. Aluminum to aluminum. I'm not sure how... Right, that is, eh, I don't know, whatever. Broke my heart to hear Parts Farm is party the 350R out. Once you decide to part it out, it might as well be a regular 350. What parts are worth more use? Not much, really, because the, the motor's the same. The chassis is where the money's at. You understand? So the Parts Farm needs to understand that don't chop up that chassis. The R goes away once you start chopping it up. The VIN number, like... Take the motor and trans out. Don't take the rear end out. Don't take the brakes out. Don't do any of that. Take the motor and trans out and try to sell the chassis. Because then it's just like you said, a 350. Can I be frank? That C4 and C6 was the go-to back in the day. C4 is like Ford, the Turbo 400. The OG C4 Mighty Might was the baddest shit back in the day. Old heads are rolling right now. Old heads are like, yes, now we understand what Alex is saying. I don't know what the fuck VCT is. I don't know what a coyote is. I thought it was a fucking dog. Need to cheat a shifter. Simple bolt-ons put, put back by Alex. Cuts 142s, 3500 two-step. You're right there with a little set out back, says Ken Phillips. Set up out back, exactly. Got to run later, Amory, says Bondo Bird. Gus Show? You mean good show? Damn autocorrect. Gotta get the BM slapstick. Oh my god, the slapstick? Clack clack. Clack clack. Clack clack. Clack clack. Where it ratchets back and it's in the next gear. Oh my god. It's like the gayest shit ever. I'm gonna get it. Find some Mac exhaust for the notch. It has Mac exhaust in it right now. Guys, that's a Mac exhaust in the car. Rally car shift back up to go up the gear. Supposed to go with the gravitational pull. Don't care. Are we rally racing? Um, her T handle, fat hat hat fat fat tat. Who the fuck? F A T H E T. Had a seventy Mustang back in the day. Three hundred six C four all stock suspension back in the late nineties. Ran mid elevens and small block Ford C four was a different breed. A Hurst T handle on an auto. Ill guys, stop it. Hurst, no B and M B and M slap 
shifter. Oh my god, it auto it auto filled it for me, dude. Dude, this thing is gonna get a BM fucking slap shifter, bro. Oh dude, it's gonna be what? Get the fuck out of here. Dude, this thing, it so you go click, click, click to one. And then you go, what? You, you slam it, and it ratchets back, and it's in second. You slam it again, and it ratchets back, and it's in third. Then you pull up on this handle, neutral, blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God. You guys are going to laugh your ass off seeing me slap my way into the eights. <laughs> I'm about a year away from all this stuff. Performance. Yeah, P Automatic makes good C4s also. Hey, you got any C4 sponsors out there? Hit a brother up. <laughs> Could you imagine people, some old guy sells one C4 a month, hits me up, goes, oh, you want to, and then I run eights in it, and then he sell, then he doubles the sales because he sells two. The caveman came out when you said Mighty Might. Alex's upstairs neighbor wondering what the fuck is going on with the dogs and the coyotes. I miss messing around my 1975 F100. Oh, they're out. These old guys are out. 390 Edelbrock Carb C6 Trans made decent power. Run a C4 and a 2011 Mustang? I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't. Pro Chamber? Yes, it is a Pro Chamber, Joe Jackson. That shifter sucks. <laughs> That's the funny thing. That's, I mean, I'd probably get something nice. Who knows? Real Flex is running nines and the ashtray works. My ashtray works. Now, the reason there's no in-car video is because you got to understand when you go racing, you have to concentrate on racing. Your mind is set on suspension, launching. You can't worry about editing, video, blah, blah, blah. So the video is going to be outside car no in-car stuff except for between run stuff i just didn't want to be setting up the camera worried about the angle i want to go out there and run the number the moment it went 1099 i said i'm done i'm good i was going to put it on the trailer but then i said you know senior called me a pussy senior goes you're gonna go back out i go probably not and he goes why not why are you a pussy <laughs> so i went back out and ran 1075 and 1074 he was very happy to see that because senior is an old soul brother and when he saw a old fox body getting it done, he just smiled and said, that's badass. One that shifter used in Fast and Furious, they're awesome until they fail, then it doesn't shift. I love period correct stuff. Look, those wheels and tires that are in the car don't belong on it. It needs a set of drag lights or convo pros. That's what that car needs. Drag lights or convo pros. I don't want to have all, I want that bitch to look like Marty McFly dropped it off, okay, and it's 1997. Hurst quarter stick. Alex, would you rather R8 or a Gen 5 Viper? Um, Hefner Performance was there yesterday. Yes. Hefner, Cletus, Demon 170s, Senior. There, there was a... He drove there. Listen to me, goddammit. Hefner Performance drove there in his R8. Went 7-7 and drove home. The most gangster shit I've ever seen in my life. Quiet, low-key, didn't make a big deal about it. Showed up, 7-7, seven, seven, looked at some data logs, tried another hit, kind of bounced around a little bit, and he said, hey, I'm going home. Drove it home. A black R8 on street tires. Dumb shit. Off subject, but is the tune required for a pumpkin swapper on Gen 3 Auto? Depends if the gear ratio is way off, like a 373 from a 315. That's up, my mighty might in the shed with a PTC converter. Uh, Wackahoo to the eights, exactly. Precision Industries pink torque converter, I remember that. 
since all the old heads are coming out, how do you use the three shells? You know, that's a good one. They never explained it in the movie. All that peer pressure. Anybody can answer if you know. I know Alex tired of us motherfuckers asking the same shit. Convo pros are the move. Convo pros are badass. Those convo guys, convo pros. If you okay, if you were a fucking douchebag that a poser, you get drag lights. But if you had convo pros, you were a special kind of shithead. You were a special kind of fuckface. You were like, I want to be weird. I want to look like I have truck wheels on my shit. Convo pros <laughs> were the move on Fox bodies back in the day. Let me see. Convo pro on a Fox body. Images. What to be just porn. Dude. Dude. Convo pros were the fucking move back. They look stupid. They look dumb. But I'm telling you, you rolled up to Kmart. <laughs> ShopRite <laughs> to your Edwards stores. Remember Edwards? They had the really big carts so you could put more food in it. Convo Pros, you probably were fast. You said, I don't want drag lights. I don't want pro stars. I want Convo Pros on a notch. Oh man, the old heads are losing their mind right now. And these cars are usually the faster cars at the meet. So be careful when you see a notch on Convo Pros. He don't give a fuck about what people think. He got truck truck wheels on his shit. <laughs> Remember ALD Shuffle? Uh, ET drag wheel. Mickey Thompson ET drag wheels for this year. Finally found some 1512s on a 4-inch back base. I'm so, I'm so boosted about getting them on. Blue light special. Center line. 10 holes for the win. Didn't Turvey said he had Convo Pros? I think you mean trash cans. Um, would those be equivalent to well... Bellax today, no. Convo Pros are trash. But they were different. You had three choices in the 80s. You had Drag Lights, Pro Stars if you had five lug, or Convo Pros. I love the Well Drag Lights. Every one of my four lug Fox body has Convo Pros. Been looking for those wheels for my 68 Fastback. Wasn't sure what they were called. Convo Pros it is. ROH wheels. Rolling up to HX. Your trans is TKO 500? Yes, I have a TKO 500. It does not like high RPM shifts. Edwards, I remember <laughs> A and B. Hey, you wanna you wanna see what what's the other one starts with a B? Hey, you wanna go to the big Y meat? Big Y meat? Yeah. And if you wanna get two for one cheese, two for one cold cuts, just go inside and go to the big Y meat in Westfield, Massachusetts. What a shit show. Combo pros rolling up to Montgomery Ward meat. Bogarts! were for the rich guys. Drag on fly stars were rich guy wheels. You did not see Bogarts if you had a 12-second Fox body. You saw 9-second Fox bodies, which were were basically pro mods back in the day with Bogarts. And you're like, what wheels are those? Oh, they're Bogarts. What the fuck are Bogarts? You can't even drive them on the street. They're so light. They're so light. You can't even drive them shits on the street. You're like, oh, I think I want to drive them on the street. Then you hit a pothole and they bend. High dollar guys had the Bogart fly stars. Let's show them. Bogart drag on fly stars. Images. Uh, da, 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 da. Fox body. Fox body. Oh my lord. If you had Bogart 
drag stars. Oh, look, now we know what it'll look like. If you had Bogart, sheesh. If you had Bogart wheels back in the day, drag on fly stars, and there's an insert in here that's like a, a, a like a dust cover. Sheesh. You had these, you don't race them. You just leave. If this guy rolls up next to you at the light, and he's got Bogart wheels and it's 1997 and Poison is it's trying to stay relevant and you hear AOL commercials, don't race him. He's got the fucking fastest shit in town. Seriously, because he can afford ridiculous wheels on a, on a notch. D10s. Oh, D10s are sick. Put an 8-inch ET Street on a pony rim. TKX in your future? I don't think so unless TKX wants to give me shit. Love you, but I'm not shoving a TKX in that thing unless they want to give me shit. A TKX will shift a lot better than a TKO, but I ain't buying it. Fuck all that. What about hammers? Oh, stop it. Don't forget about Sendline Warrior. Stop it. Fourth option was 10 holes. That was my first option. Turbines and, and 10 holes. That's all I had. New Bedford Mass in the early 2000s was a spot. 90% Fox bodies. Atlas, I need you to answer this before you get off. In your opinion, what makes a car stop being a street car? The moment you can't drive it on the street. Meaning, it can't run on E85 and it can't run on pump gas. And it doesn't have any, it's not street legal. Just because a, 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 a pro mod can drive on the street on pump gas. Somehow make it run on pump gas and make it, I, that's a street car. No, it's got to have all the safety equipment that is allowed for the street. Got to have a VIN number and it's got to have, you got to be able to get the fuel from that it runs on from the pump. From the pump, E85, pump E85. Oh, and it's got to run a number on that fucking on that fuel. My GT500 is barely a street car, and I am no I make no bones about that. Got a T56 face plated. It's got it runs on E85, and it and it has a spool and a fucking uh, anti roll bar. It sucks on the street. Missing the weld rod lights. Oh no, those are gay. Those, those are you're, if you bought rod lights, they ran out of drag lights. 10 holes, one cup. What's the 90, what was the 90s five hole weld wheels that was always gold and they had the cheap ones and then normal on the cars? I don't know what the fuck. The TKX has the same gear set opposite the TKO 500 and 602. If they want to give a brother a fucking gear set, cool. I am not paying for a fucking TKX. Fuck that. The idiots who drilled holes through the GT rear bumpers and the tailpipes. Rest in peace. Hey, well, all right, guys, I'm out of here. So, 6R Lide is a thing. A two-speed 6R80. If you're making 2,000 or so horsepower, it looks to be something that we're going to keep working on and hammering on because there's no reason to take that 6R80 out and shove a 400 in yet. We're still not done with it. So we're going to keep going until we can't. And the moment we can't, then we'll go ahead and take the 400 in it. To be honest, that 400 should go on the black beam. The black beam with the 10R80 is a dud. It needs a 400 in it now. So I think that car could live in the 790s, 780s, having a good old life with a Whipple, but the 10R80 is, in my opinion, the weak link. We also talked about the notch running 10s. And then we talked about a bunch of other subject matters. Streetcars, what's going to happen at Brainton because the houses are about a mile away. Yada, 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 yada. I'm out of here. I will see you guys Sunday morning, 9.30 a.m. for um, Peasant Chat. When do you think I should release this video? I can finish it tomorrow, do the outro, and I can release it. But it's Friday. And when you release a video on a Friday, it goes into the void. So I think I'm going to release it when it gets the most traction, which is Sunday night. So I'm going to do that, but I'll probably release it to Patreon members first and 
YouTube channel members first. You'll see it first. Then I'll make it public on Sunday night, 5 o'clock or so, so it can get some traction over the weekend and in the early in the week. And then we can get after it, make more videos. I'm Ben Calamer has hooked me up with a transmission setup for the C6ZR1. So I'll be bringing that up in a couple of weeks and get a, a, the second gear set up on that. If second gear is fixed on that ZR1, I'm taking that to the track. The ZR1, listen to me guys, right now is a nine second car. Yes, it is. In this weather, it'll run a five second 60 to 130. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, if Ben Calmer fixes the transmission, we put a monster clutch in it, as it sits, it's a nine-second car based on what I know from the notch and how the Corvette feels. All right, guys, I'm out of here. We'll see if we can make that happen this winter because now we're racing down here because it's cooled down, and this is when we get busy while you guys shovel snow up north. Have a good rest of your week. I'll see you guys Sunday morning.